0: Olga is from Mariupol and I met her in Lviv when I was there a few days ago and I thought it would be really good to share her story for her to be able to share her story with us um, as she talks about the traumas of war although she was not in Mariupol at the time the war broke out her mum was and we discover how She was separated from her mum. Her mum was caught up in the siege, which we've heard so much about on the news. Um, And she was captured by the Russians, taken into a Russian city. And it's, it's just a fascinating and painful, traumatic story of living through the traumas of war, being separated from loved ones, but also conducting a relationship with Jesus through the whole thing, and I'm sure you'll be fascinated and moved by Olga's story. Hello, here's Mark.
1: Hi, Mark.
0: Hi. How you doing?
1: Great, drinking my coffee.
0: (laughs) I'm still waiting for mine. Mark's Mark's in the kitchen. We'll get some eventually. You never know.
1: (laughs) It looks like you're sitting in the storage.
0: Oh no, It's this is Mark's little um, dining room in his house oh. in Maketiva.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Someone's just started using a power drill outside, so it's gonna sound a bit noisy, but there we go.
1: But it looks similar uh, wooden, same in Lviv, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's obviously fashionable here. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. black. How was in Rivena? Eh? Oh. oh, it was really, really good, Olga. Some amazing people, and you would love them. They've been, they've been going across to um, the east with just people from church, and they've taken 300 tons of humanitarian aid across. Wow. Just, just by themselves. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, I'm just going to move one second. Might be a bit quieter in here. You still see me?
1: Yeah, I still see you, but now you're a little bit in the dark.
0: That's all right. So, um, just I just wanted you to talk to me just for a few minutes and tell me a bit of your story because we haven't really had time to hear it and it would be so good for the people at home to really... What I want people to be able to do is to connect with what it is like to be in the middle of a war where where you're you're separated from your family and you're kind of trying to somehow... Walk with Jesus in the middle of it all, but deal with the trauma and fear and everything else that goes on. And I think you've got an amazing, well, you you know, a very profound story to tell. And it would be good for people to hear it, because I think however much people care, I think we're still quite disconnected from it back in England.
1: Okay, but uh, I think for me, it uh, could be helpful if you can help me with questions.
0: Sure, yeah. So, all right, then, so you're currently, how old are you? Let's, let's start from the beginning. How old are you?
1: 28.
0: You're 28, and you're currently living in Lviv in a house which is rented by Remar. And what are you doing with Remar?
1: So, uh, I cannot say that I have just one task. To help them? <laughs> yeah, I have uh, many of them. For example, I'm helping them to be a communicator between two different languages. Yeah, Because mostly of them, they're speaking foreign languages uh, like Spanish or English. And people here, uh, of course, if it's like old people, they don't understand uh, even English. So I'm helping to be translator, sometimes communicator in such uh, different situations. Uh, also, I'm in a group of taking care of people, old ones, and also I'm helping feed people.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm taking uh, some marketing responsibilities like photos. Yeah. and
0: I've Do seen that. some of your pictures are really good.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you were born in you're born in ukraine which city are you from
1: i'm from mariupol
0: which Tennessee. is one we heard lots and lots and lots about on the news so tell me a bit so when the war started were you living in mariupol uh,
1: i wasn't in mariupol uh, during the full mass scale but i was born there and i was actually Uh, Dreaming that my city can uh, become famous, not because of the war, you know. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: um, I was planning to be there during winter, but something happened and my college leaders, um, I was uh, studying in Hillsong uh, Hillsong Biblical College and my leaders told me this is not a good uh, time to go somewhere because we need you here. And that's why I didn't uh, see my mom during winter time. Okay, but,
0: so you were not at home I, in Mariupol, you were somewhere else. Yeah, I,
1: was, yeah. I was in Kiev, but my okay. mom was there. And when everybody started to worry that Russia can uh, start mm. to fight with us, even we saw many um, <clears throat> USA recommendations to go out, you know, because they was calling their people to leave the country yeah i actually start to tell my mom mom maybe you can come to my city and but she is like old mind mind person she's like oh i think it'll be all right happen don't yeah. worry i will be all right how come i can leave uh, my house and uh, my mother i mean um, my grandmother her wow. mother right she's like no 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 of course I will not leave and also uh, I don't want to bother you you know (laughs) something like this and when everything started I tried to uh, force her to leave the city but she wasn't uh, ready yet she thought maybe it will finish after one week Mm -hmm. but then I lost connection with her for one month I think wow one month I didn't know what's going on with her, and we was experiencing similar situation in Kyiv, in other cities. Yeah. We got lost lots of bombing as well. Yeah. And first days, even in Kiev, they were so scary because I never expected uh, to leave in this time. Wow. So no, when you are in no. your house, you are awakening at 5 a.m. in the morning. And your uh, roommate telling you, Olga, uh, actually there is a war outside, <laughs> and you're what? And you are wow. just awakening, you hear these bombings, how something is crashing, and it was so scary, and my heart was like, I'm sure, yeah, I wasn't ready, and we pray, of course. We pray together with my roommates, and I was waiting for my uh, boyfriend because we was uh, thinking to leave together the city and go uh, more close to the Carpathian side of the Ukraine.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, to because, because we, thought, where we are now. Yeah, because we thought maybe this is like uh, more longer distance, and they yeah. cannot uh, mm-hmm. send some missiles here. Yeah. But, you know we wasn't right because still there is a like super modern missiles and you yeah. can
0: missiles yeah. just just for everyone else missiles <laughs> yeah they're super yeah. modern
1: and they can uh, even change their destination yes
0: yeah, so i gather
1: they are in the air so wow. for example,
0: incredible Yeah. you are
1: sending from here to here the missile and then you're changing location to leave or somewhere and after this we saw like even belarus yeah belarus they was also sending some weapons here and um, so about mariupol um i think from the first week uh they lost connection with other world because they hit electricity they hit uh communicator um uh, how to say the uh, towers, so no,
0: mass, yeah,
1: yeah. No mobile connection, no internet, yeah, of course. okay, yeah, no gas, no water. And after some time, uh, because there was a bombing like 100 per day, wow. and there is no air force alert, so people right. never know when it's happening, right? But okay. they hear that this is happening so. Okay. So no
0: sirens, no warning. Just a hundred missiles a day, blown up the blown up all the mobile communication network.
1: You cannot call anyone. You cannot go anyone because you don't know. You will go outside of the house and maybe something will hit you. And my my mom, she wasn't a believer, of course. Wow, she wasn't, and she was alone in house
0: yeah Wow! Um, oh
1: my yeah and um, what to say she was telling me stories about people uh, when water already finished they were heating the snow to get some water
0: wow
1: yeah they cooking outside the food on Mm -hmm. the like natural fire (laughs)
0: yeah open fire
1: Open fire, and they were cooking food. And she says, Me like, you never know if someone will go to cook soup and he will not come back
0: anymore.
1: Yeah, and I was really scared about her because she was alone there and she even didn't have any hope. Yeah, for example, if I am a believer and I'm experiencing bad times. I still have hope because I know to whom I will run. Yeah. And that I will pray to God and I will say, please, I'm so scary now. And yeah. I need your protection. I need your help. I need your peace. See something the worst. But she didn't, didn't have that. And what uh, we started to do. I was praying with my boyfriend every day. I was praying with, with my church. I write. Uh, I was um, <clears throat> writing in Instagram about my mom's story. I was trying to find her from the list of the people who leave the city. Sure. I was trying to find her from the list who already in Russia or who was uh, stolen by Russian troops. Yeah. I check in everywhere, and there is no information. Yeah. And I was saying to God, like, I don't know what to do, but every time he gave me so much peace,
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know how to explain. I yeah. What I see with my eyes, it
0: yeah.
1: was different than uh, what God says to me.
0: Yeah, so you have, like, a different reference point than what you see... And here with your ears and eyes, yeah, you've got something going on with God.
1: Already no connection for one month, and how you can be sure that she is okay if 80 or 90% of the city is already destroyed. I know,
0: I know, terrifying. Yeah,
1: And people there, they don't have any kind of information. So, for example, uh, the government tried to send some evacuation uh, buses, Mm -hmm. but five times it was um, cancelled. Because it was super dangerous.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we were watching all of this and we were praying as a church for Mariupol and every time the um, Red Cross managed to get some buses ready, then then it was cancelled again. And I was thinking, do you know what? I'm going to go over there in a minute and just buy a bus and... (laughs) It's just I just thought I don't know what I just felt so powerless. Other than you know, we gathered the church to pray. Anyway, carry on with the story.
1: Yeah, and also why it was so dangerous because all uh, road was um, mined. Hot, yeah,
0: explosion. Yeah, Sorry, I
1: don't uh, I don't know this word in English. We because... call it
0: we call it mines where they bury a mines, explosive yeah. device in the ground. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so already I had the uh, uh, pictures about how our house is heated, but uh-huh. I still don't have any information about my mom. Right. And nobody, is, n- nobody, even people who already le- left the city, they still don't know anything about my mom.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was praying to God, and he said to me, like, soon she will reach you. But wow. I'm like, maybe because of my... Uh, psychological uh, condition uh, during this war, I already like crazy or something, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, I know. You think now I'm hearing voices, yeah.
1: I thought, I thought like this because I wasn't in a good uh, psycho condition. Because every day see seeing raped bodies, like killed people from the internet and lots of stories of people who lost someone mm-hmm. and uh, you can believe that something good can happen. Yeah. And before uh, I had a birthday in five of April and I said to God, I don't want any gifts. I want my mother alive. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I didn't uh, see any good information about her but in the end I was uh, awake in the morning because I I heard something in my mind like she is with me wow and I'm like what does it mean if yeah. she already there in is this she already art?
0: died and gone to heaven yeah
1: yeah and I was crying a lot because i didn't understand what does it mean and during pray in the evening time i i heard again something like uh, she is in melitopol right now and i really proved to myself that i am going crazy because melitopol is uh far away from mario and melitopol cannot bring you anywhere right so it was so weird to hear this yeah. So I really start to think that I'm really crazy person, but after six days, uh, I got a message in Viber from my mom, and she tried to call me, and I'm like, "How how it happening?" Like, and she said to me, uh, she was crying like because she didn't know if I'm alive,
0: you wow, know? Wow, and wow, wow! And
1: she's like, "Hey, kid, how are you?" where are you you know are you alive and she uh said me that she is in uh, unfortunately she is in russia in tug rog, because right. russian troops they came to her and they said like if you want to uh, leave the city you have two options to yeah. stay in the city or to go to russia right so okay. chance to go to ukraine because we came to save you you know this yeah. is
0: yeah this
1: is very weird
0: very twisty,
1: so, yeah. <clears throat> so they didn't give her like really options this was just one option
0: yeah
1: and she decided to go because in occupied territory of Crimea she uh, had a husband ah. so she started to think like when she will be in Russia maybe she can run away from there and go to Crimea mm-hmm. And they brought her to Taganrog. But these six days, since I get uh, word that she is in Melitopol, she was on the road. And they were crossing Melitopol.
0: Really? That is incredible. So God God spoke to you at the exact time she was in that city.
1: But I was so surprised how God can tell me this straight things you know
0: so cool oh yeah and
1: and she she been in a filtration camp also Mm. she's been in filtration camp and she said me this is the worst remembrance for her even more worse than when she was during the bombing
0: Wow!
1: because in our house she was sitting in um, uh, the first room when you're coming to flat where you're changing shoes. I okay, yeah,
0: the the hallway of you know, the porch, yeah.
1: Yeah, so she was sitting there during winter without windows and anything without heating, just in uh, my stepfather's boots, you know, and <clears throat> she didn't uh, wash her body for one month. She yeah. She was in this condition. But in the end, she said, like even filtration camp was even more bad than these. Wow!
0: Wow! Wow! She said
1: that their uh, the, the troops uh, of Russia, they um, uh, removing the clothes, they check in all parts of the body, they you know this rude it's way. It's
0: really so much like the stories from the from Second World <laughs> War, isn't it?
1: So, but she, but in the end, when she stopped to cry, we was on the phone call from Viber, and she said to me like, "But you know, Olga, what? I felt God, what
0: was with me? Come on!" Yes, and he said to you, "She's with me."
1: Yeah, she said, <gasps> "I felt, I felt he was with me physically. I felt, and I felt like someone praying." And she said like. Uh, every way we are going, even with these tr- uh, Russian troops, yeah. I was uh, making like small steps with yeah. the fact that he will help. And in the end, she said, um, uh, but you know what? Even in filtration camp, nobody touched me. Like nobody asked her to remove clothes or something. Oh, no. So yeah. she said I was like in under protection or something.
0: So good.
1: Yeah, but then they brought them to uh, camp for the refugees in uh, Russia uh-huh. and they asked them to make some documents, something like right. this. And she said, I just run away from there. Wow. And uh, one of her previous uh, bosses from previous job, he was in Taganrog Rock this time with his family. He right. was living there for a few years uh-huh. and he... hurt for the night so that's why she got a connection to call me and after this uh, she just uh, went to the bus station in the morning and she came to sevastopol and from sevastopol to crimea to place she is staying now she's staying now with her husband in crimea
0: wow so she's safe and well
1: yeah, but uh, of course we lost. But you can't
0: uh, see her because she's in Crimea.
1: I can't see, but uh, at least I can speak to her. Yeah. She have a connection, and she is okay. She uh, recovering little by little. Still, I cannot say her. Um, for example, the remembrances she have. Uh, this is very powerful for now, and she saying that every day uh, I'm dreaming that I can back home mm. but uh, we know that it will not happen because we lost home and mm. the government of occupied uh, Mariupol they want to uh, remove uh, all houses
0: wow. for example so,
1: it is so your house going. is
0: destroyed already but now they want to destroy everything
1: yes yes but so it will mean that we even didn't have a place there so yeah, for example,
0: you haven't even got land.
1: Yeah. yeah, for example, before it was like ruins. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, but it's your ruins.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she said, "I felt very bad that I didn't take any of your kids' photos." Can oh. you imagine? This woman was in the war, and she says me like, "I feel I felt so bad because I didn't yeah. take your photos."
0: Oh, bless her.
1: But now she's really better. My grandmother is still in Mariupol with uh, her son. They they was living separate from my mom.
0: Oh. And your grandmother is safe.
1: Grandmother is safe. Can you imagine? they only how old is
0: your grandmother? Old. Sorry. How old is your grandmother?
1: Uh, wait, I need to count. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do it in do it. Do in Ukrainian, I'll guess.
1: Uh, wait. Uh, she's uh, forty-six year of birth. Oh, born
0: in the year 1946. Yeah, so whatever that is, that's quite old.
1: 78, I
0: think. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably older, it's probably 88, isn't it? I'm not very good at maths, but I think it's... Yeah, anyway, she's She's old. Bless her heart. Wow. Uh,
1: but, you know, uh, the only thing what was broken is just a window in her place. So. Wow,
0: wow, wow. Yeah, so, so has I'm, the bombing I'm stopped? Sorry, Olga. Has the bombing stopped in Mariupol?
1: For now, there is no bombing because it's like they already took this land.
0: Yeah.
1: So no need to bomb.
0: They're <laughs> using their bombs to try and blow up all the power stations at the moment, aren't they?
1: Also, they create their own mobile connection. And okay. just maybe one month or two months ago, uh, they fixed the water.
0: Oh, so the- things oh, are a bit better.
1: Yeah, and uh, women's they were washing, uh, washing clothes in the rivers because there is no water uh, connection to houses.
0: Yeah. It was everything broken. Wow, Olga, you're you're amazing because you sit there and you smile at me like everything's great. This is a this is a life trauma that most many many people will never experience. What's it done for you personally and your faith in Jesus?
1: Hmm. I I just I don't know but I think that God gave me the gift of fight. It's not yeah, like
0: to
1: uh, something which I grew in in myself. I mean she, growing sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe to me
1: as a gift. I think many times I was so broken because of this uh, not because of the gift of the fight, because of the war and what happened to my family and what I was experiencing during my background life before I met And I cannot say my life was easy before. I had many trauma with my uh, relationship with my mother, Mm -hmm. uh, growing without father. It's many things happened. And I had many trauma because of my Relationship with uh, man's, you know, this is something how to say. It can last a long time in you, but
0: so you already had enough trauma in your life, didn't you, of the kind of things that maybe other people have, but then suddenly this is a whole different level, isn't it?
1: You know, I also want to say about situation with my mom. I'm very thankful to God that i met him exactly before war i mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: i am yeah. with god maybe for three years just okay.
0: three. wow
1: but before i was in very bad relationship with my mom mm-hmm. i was blaming her for everything bad in my life
0: yeah
1: actually um if we still have time i can tell
0: <laughs> yeah keep going we've got time i think it comes out in about 10 minutes So
1: okay if i'm still one, on the
0: free version because i'm a cheapskate <laughs>
1: uh so we had really bad relationship because after my dad uh dad okay yeah. after my papa died
0: yeah um, i'm sorry for you
1: I, yeah i was six close to seven so there is one month okay. before i just reached seven years old.
0: So you're a little yeah. child and you lose your dad. That is a big trauma.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah. maybe for many years, I was thinking that uh, uh, I was blaming myself for his oh, dad dear. Oh, dear. because when I was a kid, I was thinking about kids who doesn't have fathers. And I was thinking like, oh, how it, how it can be if someone have father? And someone doesn't have father. But what these kid's feeling when they doesn't have father and I have. So this is unfair for them. Right. And maybe for one month he dead. So I was blaming myself for this. You yeah, thought,
0: I know. <laughs> I know I know how the mind works. And so you you think because you have been trying to work out what it would be like to not have a dad, then somehow that was your fault then that he then died.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then he died. for my mother, there is was a really dark time because before my my father he was forced her to be just a house housewife yeah housewife. yeah so housewife.
0: wife that's what we have yeah
1: uh, because he was thinking it could be better for a woman to be in house to take right. care of her. yeah and she was trying to ask him to help her to work, but in the end, she was like unmoved in this question wow. and after he died um, my mother didn't have a job yeah and we had a, a house and you need to pay for this house you need to pay for a small village place and you need to pay for your kid and it was a very crazy time for her. She tried to survive and some of our relatives, they didn't help us. And in the end, uh, she tried to work in factory, metallurgical factory. Uh, now it's, everybody knows this factory as Azovstal. Wow. Yeah. So she was working there all her wow. life.
0: Wow, wow. So that's where the people were hiding underground yeah
1: so she uh she was working there and um how to say um how to say after she started uh, st- started to work there she became a mancy character how to say this is not a uh, women's job this okay. is men's job in the right. factory this okay. is hard work yeah, are yeah. Working in very dangerous environment there is a metal everywhere and there is a chemical um, uh, impact on your body also this is very dangerous you're working a lot and she's extremely um, extremely how to say responsible person so right. she can even work over mm-hmm. and this was making a huge impact on her how she treat me
0: right yeah because she
1: become like really uh, strong too much Hard. Yeah, yeah, and also she didn't have before good uh, ch- uh kid uh, childhood, childhood. She, so her own
0: childhood was bad, difficult
1: yeah. because and she day, also, yeah, she had a stepfather, stepfather was biting her too much, and they were hiding with uh, my beating. grandmother, beating, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like alcoholic, I think. Yeah. Had the problems with alcohol. So she said they had a time when she had just macaroni and sugar. And it was very,
0: uh, very
1: time. And now she lost a man. Now she have just a kid and she need to protect this kid, me. And Mm -hmm. she tried, she started to beat me, bite me. Beat. It's okay yeah. <laughs> and after all I was trying to find um, more quiet uh, space
0: mm-hmm. i
1: was trying to run away from the house sometimes this is why i started to work abroad in yeah. other countries okay. this is why i start my relationship with men really uh, in early age
0: yeah
1: as I was trying to find the uh, father love or something you know because uh my mom my mom didn't give it to me and yeah. we was always fighting and uh even we said something like i wish uh, you are not born you know
0: oh olga yeah.
1: because but uh, there is many many things in the background but when i came to the church
0: mm-hmm. maybe
1: after one week i I received something in my heart like
0: wow. Well,
1: before I didn't can say that I love her but mm-hmm. I felt something like I really love her wow. and even can understood her why she act like this and I forgiven I forgiven wow. and I can forgive her
0: <laughs> that so, is amazing that is I a miracle can,
1: yes and I think God did it because he wants me to pray for her when she will be alone in the future. So this is like incredible line God creates for our relationship.
0: But also, Olga, he loves to restore broken relationships in families because he's the God of family. He's a father himself. And so he wants, you know, when he talks about Elijah coming and returning the hearts of the children to the fathers and you know and, and the fathers to the children and you know he this is his business this is what he does and so it's so lovely that in one week of meeting him he's begun that already in your life that's absolutely beautiful yeah keep going we've got a few more minutes
1: <laughs> well and i came to Mariupol. to after one month i received jesus I came to Mariupol. There was a small celebration or something. And I came to give her flowers or something and see her. And we started to talk, I think, first time in my life very deeply. Wow. And I said to her that for all my life, I was so offended. So.
0: This um, is so precious, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I said that i was so angry to you because you never said sorry to me and Mm. i was blaming you for many and she said like i even didn't know that and she she started to cry i'm sure she
0: did yeah
1: and she started to cry and she said but you know i didn't have a good childhood even Mm. and she tell me how her stepfather treated her Mm. and i realized that she didn't have a good childhood she Mm. didn't have a good father she didn't have a hope she didn't have a a faith in God and she was uh, growing up in more worse environment than me and she even didn't have an example how to do it maybe in more right way so she was crying and I understood everything and in the end I understood that She actually was working in this factory for all her life just because of me. She wanted to Yeah. so she was doing her like more hardest and amazing job in Mm. the way she can just because of me, because she wanted to grow me up, she wanted to protect me, to give me something, and we was sometimes surviving, but she didn't Mm. left, you know. And I got so thankful uh, in my heart incredible I realised that she she do her uh, she
0: did her best for you
1: yeah yeah
0: like her very best didn't she yeah wow what a beautiful story Olga so God has been uh, so God had begun to restore that relationship before the war so that when when you couldn't see her, your heart was able to pray for her without any <clears throat> anger and hostility towards her. Yeah, yeah of
1: course. So good. And even before war, I was praying like, God, I believe that she will come to you and she yeah. will be praying to you. But I wasn't so much sure about this yeah. because... But in the end it happened, you know?
0: Yeah. So you sound to me like somebody who's become even more certain of their faith through a huge challenging time, an incredibly difficult time, where your home, everything is destroyed, and yet your faith in Jesus seems to be just more powerful than ever. Is that right? Yeah. Do you have anything to say... To people watching about, you know, you could point them in the direction of Jesus. What what kind of prayer did you pray to get started on this journey with him?
1: Mm, when I just started my journey?
0: Yeah, we've got it. With Jesus, what, what kind of prayer did you pray to start the whole relationship off?
1: You know, at uh, that time I was very sick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had some... Some... <laughs> Diseases, many of them. Okay, okay. yeah. I had um, um, panic attacks.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Uh, this is similar to anxiety, but okay. uh,
0: panic- oh, panic attacks! Of course, I know what panic attacks are. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> it was a very huge, and uh, they was repeating every week. So oh wow, all- yeah. Also, I had. Um, I didn't had uh, my women's period more than for two years
0: okay wow
1: yeah and i had uh, problems with kidney with thyroid and
0: thyroid yeah gosh
1: many of them yeah so i was feeling like my body uh i cannot control sometimes and it's numbing and in pain in muscles and oh. it was a crazy time and i was abroad of ukraine so, when I back... You, you were
0: together, out of the country, but you were very sick, mol- lots and lots of symptoms, and...
1: <laughs> and uh when I came to the church, it was a Protestant church. Uh-huh. It was my first, first ever church. Yeah. I mean, before I was an Orthodox, but few times, and not yeah. this much serious to come. Yeah, and to sure. Before. And, By again, birth. and after... Uh, after sermon, I there is, was a pray, but how I did? I said, well, God, if you actually really exist and if you exist, maybe I want to know you more. I didn't ask to heal me. I just asked it that I want to know you. So when I said I want to know you, I is a more deepest uh, meaning about it because he showed me her his self, firstly, from the God is healer. So, he gave me something to know about him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he revealed something of himself, yeah.
1: Yeah, and this was like simple words. It's not from even uh, it's not how to say, very famous prayer or something. This is my words because I want to know if he exists. I want to know and then I just pray, if if you exist, I want to know you. and sorry for what I did in my life. Wow. Even if I don't understand something I did wrong, just forgive me. And I want to ask you to come to my life, if it's possible, if it's possible.
0: <laughs> uh, what a great prayer.
1: So in the next morning, I receive my first healing. Wow. And after one week, I received my healing with my relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. After one month, I received healing from panic attacks. Yeah, and honey, after thanks. three months, yeah. I received my healing from the... uh I was really afraid to sleep without light.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Because I felt something like bad during the night. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to...
0: Well, there is a thing called night terrors. Yeah, right.
1: night terrors. Yeah, I had so many, so many, and it was so. Um, it was not so annoying. It was so scary because yeah, sometimes I felt something here. Oh
0: gosh, and, yeah.
1: And yeah, and every night I was awakening at three three a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was received my healing about it because I, I said well i know that only one thing to fight this i have to proclaim that you got um, over this
0: come on yes
1: what made this terror on me wow. and i realized that i i didn't um, give uh, to God permission to help me because every night I was still uh, opening the light.
0: Okay. Yeah, you and were still I... putting the light on, so you weren't really trusting yeah. God fully. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I said after one uh, women conference, Christian conference, I just realized that today I will turn off light and Come i on. Will be claiming that God will protect me. Yes. And it happened. and it happened and that's it. I'm not uh, sleeping with light more than for 2 years anymore.
0: That is so cool. Olga, you are amazing. And Jesus, you are amazing. Oh, wow. What a great story. So you still have many challenges ahead of you and you're still, um, you're working as a volunteer at the moment. And who knows what the future holds for you. But we'd love you to come to England and visit us and you can, we can hear more of your story. But thank you so much, Olga, for sharing with us today. It's absolutely beautiful.
1: Thank you to invite me for this call.
0: (laughs) I'm very humbled, Olga. It's been been profound. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you soon. So we will stay in touch.
1: Of course. Thank you, Paul.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. God bless you.